This is for all the girls who grew up without strong geek role models to help them discover their geek dreams. For everyone who's ever been quizzed about their video game knowledge because girls have plenty. Geek Hearing is working to bring female identifying geeks into the prime to be the role models, dreams, and voices. About to show these boys how we do it. Higher, further, faster, baby. It's not about deserve. I'm not an owl! A girl has no name. There is something supernatural at work here. It's about what you believe. Did I stop on your mom? The Guardian Leviosa. now on, you do as I do. May the odds be ever in your favor. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Welcome to Geek Herring, a critical geek culture podcast where we talk the good and the bad parts of being a chick in a male-dominated environment. Hi, I'm Amanda, and with me today is my awesome, hilarious, wonderful, and I don't know what she's doing with her life co-host, Monica. Hello, Monica. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this co-host with her life today bought a new desk. So that's something that she did. And she's really excited because that will also basically get rid of the, I mean, not probably so will not get rid of, but it will lessen the pain of me being loud as we just previously talked about. So I'm moving my office to where it's now to um, the living room, which is further away to where uh, people are sleeping. And well, I did not forget to buy something to buy for the living room because I am now without a sofa, um, but with a desk. <laughs> well, desk is pretty important. You know, if you're going to be loud on Twitch till all hours of the night, you know. Well, that is also not really happening, but at least it makes it easier in the evenings, which all is, hours it, which to it the is 10 now. PM. Exactly. All <laughs> hours to the 10 p.m. If even. Mm-hmm. My yeah. desk is now the kitchen table, but we just have no kitchen table. But we didn't know what to do with the chairs, so they're kind of lined up in a, along the wall, like it's almost like a, a waiting room for like a dentist or something in there. Oh, like I saw your Instagram, and I was like, "That's hilarious! <laughs> I love nice. it." Nice. That is that is epic, though. We should try that too. We have too many chairs in the dining room as well, and nothing fits in there properly. So we should probably get rid of some of those as well. Why don't you make the dining room into your office and move the t- table into the living room and have like a giant living room dining room? No. Where do I where do I couch then? I need couch more than I need a dining room. I was just a suge- put the couch in where you are now. No, then I can't watch TV. Too loud. You know those cool tables that like starts low like a coffee table but gets tall that's what my desk is now oh it's sit stand desk. yeah the one i'm at right now which is where my husband usually works because it has the better uh, mic um uh. <laughs> but it's a sit stand desk yeah exactly so sit stand sit and stand one with electrical can drive oh, up and down oh, this one's not that fancy the crank crank one. Oh, nice <laughs> So if people that are not on Twitch listen to us now, you've probably already heard that we have a guest on. Yay! Yay! (laughs) I am excited about this guest, actually, because I would like to introduce my friend, Ellie McBride, who is my in-real-life friend um, from Belfast. We are both North Americans living in Northern Ireland, and that's pretty much how we became friends, because we were in the same kind of business community, and... We were like, oh, you're from North America? I'm from North America. We should probably hang out. And then we did. <laughs> I got very drunk yeah. the first time we hung out. Yes, we did. And I oh, made you go to karaoke because that's did. what I do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, my God. That's basically soulmate ship right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
<laughs> if you go through the karaoke Christianization, then then it's settled, basically. It is. Mm -hmm. Just like we've been friends ever since. Like we, before, we were like we know each other because we're in the same business community, but we've been friends ever since that day. Yeah, we were like, let's go have pizza so and like get to know each other and end up at a karaoke bar until one in the morning. Sure. I mean, you repeat the same patterns with people. I notice. I don't feel special anymore now. I'm sorry. <laughs> Rude. You are special though. And that was a karaoke bar until like three or four in the morning, Monica. So you you totally have that. It's the latest I've ever done karaoke. Well, that's probably the late. No, it's least no. Wasn't the latest I've ever been out, but it was very close to that. <laughs> Fair enough. Tom's sitting in chat saying that he didn't do karaoke with Ellie, and that's true. But I think you picked my very drunk ass up from karaoke with Ellie, so it kind of counts. We will when the pandemic's over and we're allowed to karaoke again. Tom, we will go karaoke. <sighs> yes. Uh, when will the pandemic ever be over? Twenty forty three. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> if we're lucky, it'll be a while, I think. But yeah. Yeah, so Sad Ellie times. is officially a Squarespace web designer, but she started her new business or her business as a tech VA because she moved to Northern Ireland and was like, um, I really miss going back to Oregon. And I feel this on a soul level because this is what I did too, because I was like, um, I miss going back to Canada. So we built online businesses. Yes. Built my business with the sole purpose of having a remote business that was flexible enough that I could move it pretty much wherever. Um, and then spent so spent the, the time to build it up, left my day job, did all the stuff, saved up some money so that if I that I could go home for longer periods of time or in an emergency. And then a pandemic happened and I can't go anywhere and I haven't been home in a year. <laughs> no. Oh, that you're such a you, you, when did you start your business? Um, January will be three years. Oh, it will be three. Okay. I mm -hmm. thought you might but be because then the pandemic happened. General virtual assistant kind of that very quickly morphed into being a tech VA because there's yeah. just nobody that really does that in Northern Ireland. And then I got, I had too many clients. Oh, <laughs> um, I don't like know what you're talking about. Clients, <laughs> which is, I know that sounds bad, but it's like, I had like 15 no, to do list that I was tracking and yeah. 15 people that could potentially pop into my inbox any day. And that was rather overwhelming. And so I've moved to bigger, shorter term projects as opposed to lots of ongoing small work. Yes. And it has saved huh. my sanity. Genuinely. <laughs> genuinely. Yeah. Oh, I totally uh, relate. Transition that I'm making. Relate. And I think Monica is kind of in there as well somehow. Well, I already have very few clients, but it's still like I've, I've been there where I've had like, 10, 15 people and it's just, you can't, they're all like five hour clients and you're like, well, no worries at all, no problem. And when you have shit boundaries, like I do, <laughs> then it's just, sure, I can do 20 things at the same time with 500 people. And of course I am very great at communicating and will never at all ghost you. Please, it's a big sarcasm here because that's all I do. Um, so yeah, totally. Like it's, it's just, you can't, you can't handle so many plates at the same time. It's just yeah. for your yeah. sanity. It's, and when you're alone, I think when you have a team or something that you can, and a structure that works well, but if you're handling it alone, it's just. I had, I'm I like we've talked about briefly, I'm a really, really organized person and I had boundaries and I had systems and I had like all the stuff. But even with that, there's a cap, right? Yeah. Like there's just a cap for how you can function and how many, because even if I wasn't helping, like, 
they're still taking up brain space. You're still thinking, yeah. you have it all written down. It's all in the product management. Each person and each email takes up brain space and power that you don't necessarily yeah. before. So yeah. I just think I needed the shift and I'd already built a bunch of Squarespace websites and thought, you know what, I'm just going to pour a lot into this and get really, really good at it mm. and learn some code and get better. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Good. So before we get into our interview and talk about what we're talking today, Ellie, let's hop into our rapid fire round. Okay. Where are you from? I'm originally from a small rodeo town in Oregon, which is like upper, well, I'm always bad at maps, upper left, I guess, Pacific Northwest in the in the States. Um, it's the one above California because a lot of people are like Oregon. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's Portland, uh, which is quite a big thing politically right now. So you might have heard of it lately. Um, yeah. And Wait, so. Something special politically right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what are your preferred pronouns? She, her. And when are you a geek since? So maybe a year and maybe a story of your first geeky experience? Um, I think I inherited it a little bit. My dad's a big geek. Um, so, but I think when I first started like properly realizing I was a geek was definitely, I had a, uh, would have been like 2007-ish. Um, so I had a teacher in high school who was she taught English and I had her first my sophomore year. And no matter what level of language she was teaching you, she always worked in science fiction and myth books, just how it was. Nice. Um, and then for seniors, uh, every other year she taught science fiction and mythology. And so you can think of it as either a junior or senior. And it was available my senior year of high school but I also, ha but it's not, it wasn't available for college credit and I was doing dual credit at the time. So my senior year, I actually took two full language courses <laughs> the whole year so that I could get college credit and take science fiction and mythology. That's nice. That's like, uh, I have a teacher that was similar to that and we had like a modern fantasy English class and yeah, it was mm -hmm. just the best. Yeah. Yeah. I think that she, like her name was Miss Tuvanel, which is like a weird, we all just called her Tuvi. Um, <laughs> just the like coolest human it's the coolest nice and what are some of your biggest geeky influences uh um okay Oof, there's, a, there's a lot from like but i think the biggest thing is definitely um joss whedon stuff and i know that that is a whole thing these days but like when i was a teenager buffy dollhouse and firefly still i have a firefly tattoo like <laughs> um so nice. uh just because I, the, the firefly tattoo is like the whole, I'm a leaf on the wind, watch how I soar thing. And that's very in my head. Like I'm going to get where I'm going. Don't F with me. Mm -hmm. Um, nice. like life has to be flexible to an extent, but I'm still getting where I'm going. Yeah. So other things, a uh, big fan of Scott Westerfeld and loved like peeps and extras and you know, the ugly series, I guess the whole thing. Uh, love, love, love Dr. Who and Torchwood. Um, massively. Yeah, um, there's definitely more. I feel like I'm blinking a little, but like I like a lot of that kind of stuff. Oh, that's that's cool. That's already a good good yeah. list of things for sure. And what are your current geeky pastimes? Geeky pastimes. I feel like I have less geeky pastimes than I once did. I still read geeky books from time to time, and I'll just go through phases where I'll devour like a whole YA series. Um, like a man and I recently both yeah. devoured the whole series. <laughs> um, I started yesterday for the first time ever no not yesterday sunday i played D, D for the first time nice um with my kid sibling they're 16 and 
were the dungeon master and I have to play now for at least two more weekends. So it'll, I'll see. It was really slow going the first time. I was really lost, but I'm learning. And it was actually pretty cool once I like was able to understand what the heck I was supposed to be doing. <laughs> yeah. D&D is one of those things. It's like, it's a lot of fun, but also if you like your first couple sessions or your first session with people who know what they're doing, you're like, oh, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was also interesting because we're all doing it like it, it was three households here in Northern Ireland and then my siblings all the way back in Oregon. And so like, and we're all doing this virtually, you know, in discord and learning new things. I'm feeling, yeah. Um, every once in a while I feel old when these things have to happen. <laughs> <laughs> and then other, let's see here. Um, I guess my husband's recently started playing loads of video games and I've not video games weren't allowed in my house growing up. So like video games are not a huge thing. Although the only video game I've ever finished and I have a massive obsession with the whole thing is Jade Empire. Like just amazing. Always play as Boo the Lotus Blossom. It's just a thing. Um, <laughs> but let's the only thing I've been playing are like I really got obsessed for a while with Lego Brawls and I still play it. I'd say at least once a week on my phone. And uh, Sneaky Sasquatch is another Apple Arcade game, and it's just so much fun to go around. Oh, as is that a the one that we played at your house that night um, or the morning after we the, the other time we got really drunk together? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it, I think so. Yeah, it's essentially you go around as a Sasquatch and you're trying to save the park from yeah. like some guy who's trying cool. to buy and bulldoze and turn it into a, a strip mall or something. I don't know. Um, a lot of fun. And then they've just, but the thing about it, it's been really good, is that. It's on um, Apple Arcade and they just keep building onto it. So you finish the first mission and then they give you a second mission and then they add like a new part of the town and then there's suddenly like this other thing and the map just keeps getting bigger and bigger and the tasks are getting more. So uh, yeah, I definitely will lose like a day um, or a few hours, but that's kind of the extent of my gaming. But yeah, that's kind of my current geeky pastimes is more reading and some games and learning to play D&D. Nice. Geeky doesn't necessarily need to mean constantly playing video no, there's games loads of things that are <laughs> trust me i know yeah so that's to blend D is also amazing i just watched uh friends of ours uh, stream a D session uh like a one-off and i was like i have no idea how you're doing this and then they're doing all the numbers and all the maths and i'm like i'm so glad i didn't participate in this in the end because what well, well i've got news for you monica Gemma and I are planning something and you're involved. So, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess if it's if it's here then 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 I've got to do yeah. it, right? It's for geek caring, so you have to be Gemma, here, so. Damn it. Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I like like well, it was really enjoyable watching it because you just can experience the story and all that and you don't have to don't have to like figure out what's going on and it, but but and then i saw like there were a few new people joining as well in their round who've never played D before and i'm like oh my god you already having a hard time and i have like literally no idea what's going on and you felt like so much smarter than me when you were talking about this so i'm like this this would have ended horribly if i had joined and oh my god now we're doing something mm -hmm. okay good that i get 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 uh news about this <laughs> yeah it, it's in a trello card that i was eventually maybe going to talk to you about but it's cool let's get back on topic so ellie what's the geeky thing we're talking about today um why women can handle themselves in tech and so that's i guess the other big geeky thing is i was a tech va for just over two years and now i build squarespace websites and the big thing that i see every single day is women coming to me and saying 
I'm not techie. I can't figure this thing out in my business because I'm not techie. And I get this every single day. (laughs) And I think that that, like, I totally get where it's coming from. So I'm not trying to discount that. But also, I kind of think it's a little bit of BS. Like, it's, it's, oh, it's like, very it's just all this, BS. That's what you know, is. stuff that we've been told. It's like a little bit of overwhelm. It's information overload on the internet. Obviously, like trying to find an answer to something is tough if you don't know exactly what you're looking for, especially. And so, my, what I do and what I'm building a whole second business around is helping people feel comfortable and capable in their businesses, not just with tech, um, but especially with tech, but with other things, because I think that there's so much of the behind the scenes of like how a business actually functions that is kept kind of like secret and behind the curtain and people like don't always share these things. And it like, I understand not sharing like necessarily your, like your secret sauce in your business, but not sharing like how you set up your email marketing makes no sense to me. <laughs> and so mm. I'm going to make sure that happens. Nice. I do like we're working in similar field in general. So also do like websites and also the techie part of all my clients. And it's just interesting to see. And I, as you said, you, you, you think it's kind of like maybe it's bullshit and maybe it's not bullshit. And I think it's absolutely bullshit because there is part of, of because tech is not as complicated as people deem it to be. So there is this super huge stranger that they see across the street and they're like, you look dangerous, but without even getting to know know the person behind it, not everything is dangerous that you don't know yet. And we have the tendency, or women in general have the tendency to be all like, this is a man's job. Like men can drive cars and men can do, men can do techie things and men fix the TV and all that shit. But it's also us giving up that Mm. space. Like we, we could do that. We could, we, we we're so capable of doing that, all of that. But just because we're giving up that space doesn't mean a, we're not capable of doing that at all. Um, and that it's so complicated that our woman brain can't can't wrap our head around can't wrap the head around it. Yeah, I think I had a. I a, think that well, like absolutely, ahead. women are capable of handling anything in tech that they want to. I think it's also like a certain amount of society has told us that we can't do all of these things, and we've bought into an extent. Um, I mean, and it's it's pretty extreme. Like especially all the things that it takes to run a business, women have been told. We're not allowed to handle money. Like I think it, it was only just over 50 years ago that women were allowed to have a bank account in the UK without a co-signer mm. on their own, like only mm. just over 50 years. So women are not told they're not allowed to handle money. They can't handle tech. And if they're going to run a business, they need to do it like a man. And that is all complete yeah. <laughs> just garbage and um, gets me a little bit of like on my little soapbox and a little ranty. So love me some rant. but that's that's something i'm really passionate about um is helping women to feel like they can understand their tech so with when i work with my clients and Mm -hmm. such or in my community which is called tech tuesdays um mostly because we have calls on tuesdays to solve tech problems um but Mm -hmm. i I create a, a lot of Loom videos, recording things that I'm doing so people can learn how to do it themselves. Like, I'm not just here to do it for you. You need to pick it up, learn it. It's your tool. You're, go- you're going to be using it in your business, right? So I think outsourcing is absolutely, like, I was a VA and, I, and now I'm still like in the service industry. Like, outsourcing is all great, but there's some things you have to learn to do. 
a good VA should have some boundaries, right? They might not be available when you want them at 2 a.m. or something. <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, I don't consider myself like super, super techie. Like I can do the basics. I can do what I need to do in order to keep my business running for the most part. Um, and like any everything else, I have Monica and Tom. Um, I'm like, oh, hello, I'm in partnership. So you two do this super techie stuff. Um, but like, they're like, absolutely, there's the everything that as a woman, I can I can do this, and it doesn't hold me back in any kind of way, nor should it. Mm-hmm. And but it definitely mm-hmm. is um, something that, as we grow up, I think for women our age, and especially older women, like these courses in school weren't designed for women. Like we were actively encouraged or discouraged to go um, into tech. And like I say, this I went to high school in the early two thousands, which you know that wasn't as long ago as like some women I know, Ellie, that you work with, for example. Um, and I was one of three women in my tech classes, and it's like I was the only, the only one. one. Mm-hmm. Like we had the well, there was one class where we had to, and that was thinking back back on that. That's pretty fucking weird. We had the one that needed to be attended like everybody the whole class had to attend this it class and they split us up and they split uh, it, uh, us up into boys and girls so i was already in the in the big and it, and it wasn't it didn't it wasn't related to the numbers because i think the girls group was bigger so it wasn't that the the boys group was just like they split it because of numbers and whatever so there was definitely a gender split there and then because i because you could have electives and I also you and like went and you like took the elective and there I was the only one in a group of like seven or eight that was the only girl mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah what what you said previously I just have to think about this this situation that I had with a friend of mine once um, because she got divorced um, and moved into a new flat right and um, then her landlord was there and she was our landlady she was also she was a woman as well and they had issues with the heating there and stuff like that and she constantly said to that woman that she doesn't know all this stuff because she's a woman and she doesn't know all the thing and I was standing next to her and I was getting super angry at my friend because I'm like why the fuck do you say you don't know this shit because you're a woman and then when when her landlady left I, I was like what the fuck was that because do you really think that my boyfriend will not be able to do anything that you just told this woman you cannot do because you're a woman. And there are like, there are so many ways to get around to fix a problem that has nothing to do with your fucking gender, whether or not you're a woman or not has nothing to do whether you know things about the heating or not. Yes. Your ex-husband might have known all that crap, but you don't know this you don't not know this because you're a woman. You don't know this because you don't give a shit about that and not because your gender is affecting your knowledge about that specific topic. As I said, my boyfriend, no zero clue about any of this because he doesn't care. He doesn't need it. And that's why he doesn't know it. And if we know it, um, yeah, <laughs> exactly. All he, like all he said, oops, sorry, I can't fix a boiler because I have female genitals. <laughs> and I'm like, well, a 
stuffing a penis in there doesn't make it work either so that's just, like you don't know what you don't know it has nothing to do with gender it has nothing to do with your sex it's everything yeah. like what you know and what you don't know and what you're willing to learn exactly exactly and i think it's the exact same thing with tech as well like it doesn't it's not like maths is not something that's specific for a male brain and so is tech isn't either right yeah and i think that comes up quite a lot and i think I think people just kind of, you're right, see it as a big scary thing that, and they get overwhelmed really, really easily. Um, and I think that running a business is tough enough, like for anybody, but especially for women, for all the things we've talked about. Like we have not up until recently been taught much about how to handle money, how to do all those things. Like not the schools are really teaching that well, I think to anybody ever lately anyhow, but <laughs> because I wouldn't say like my brother was taught how to manage money and he's, you know, um, but I think that running a business is tough in the first place. And I think some people would see it as they're, they're like, it's hard enough to do the stuff that they want to do in business or that they're good at. Um, and so, but those are the things like if you've chosen to run a business, you have to, you know, you end up being, you have to have a little bit of knowledge about pretty much everything happening in your business. At least like I'm not an expert copywriter at all, but like I have to be able to write my own posts sometimes. <laughs> like, those kinds of things like you have to do the things you know you don't like or aren't necessarily quote-unquote good at and you get better as you go Mm. and I think I think it's the the mindset I think one of the biggest things that isn't really taught for a lot of people is the kind of and I'm going to use this word sort of loosely like the debugging mindset of tech because it's when something breaks and this might not be you know I, I barely write code so this is like but when your integration between your two softwares fails and you're having to figure out exactly what happened. Like I get people that I built their websites like over a year ago that are like, my newsletter box isn't working. And I'm like, cool. Have you checked it? <laughs> like, and they haven't, and they don't, they don't even know like to, to disconnect it and reconnect their MailChimp in their Squarespace box. Mm. And that's like, I don't know how much of my like mind boggling of that is a, my career or B that a fact that I'm a millennial, but like it genuinely like, whoa, for me. I don't even think it ha- it has anything to do with millennials because or with us being millennials and therefore we have a bigger understanding of that because that's initially also something I thought that maybe it's something generational so the younger generation knows more already than we do and we know more than the one before us and then I studied educational science and then I saw that there are young also women mostly because in educational science you have most of them as well no clue, zero clue, can't fix a proper PowerPoint presentation for the life of them. And I'm like, how the fuck did you actually get through life like that? How did you go through school without being able to do these simple things? So I'm not even thinking it's something, yes, of course, generational to to a Mm. degree, but that doesn't mean that the younger generation automatically knows more about, about bigger integration and stuff like that. Yeah. I think the other thing that women kind of think of is that tech is is code and stuff. Whereas like I would say that I work in tech as a virtual assistant or Squarespace designer or helping people with integrations and email marketing. And like you don't have to like the tech industry is really, really big. You don't. My husband is Mm. a software developer. And so like I'm immersed in this like the deep end sometimes where he's talking about stuff that are is literally so far above my head. Mm. But then it's interesting because then I can it could be flipped. I can be talking about something else that he get he doesn't get because we're just in different ends of it. We're doing totally different things. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so like you can, when people say they're not techie, I think it means that they, they think that they're like not able to, you don't have to build apps and shit. Like you don't have, you don't yeah. have to do that to be into tech, to be capable with tech, to be using tech mm-hmm. effectively in your life and business to make more space. That's the biggest thing for me in, in everything is using technology to make more space for doing things outside, like in the outside world. Right. So whether that be mm-hmm. playing games or for reading your books or crocheting, as it's been for me a lot lately, or um, or for going for a hike or spending time with your kids or whatever it is, like technology, both in your life and your business, can save you so many like little repetitive fucking tasks. And that's what for me technology mm-hmm. is all about. Yeah. Beatty in chat said that um, she has encountered millennials, mi- millennials having the same issues, um, so don't have the, which don't have problem solving skills. Mm-hmm. And Mel mentions that she thinks the issue is that parents care for everything and people aren't used to dealing with um, stuff on their own. So usually it's like, I don't know how this works. And she means, let's be serious. You can Google everything these days and solve problems. Yes. And I think the other thing, though, is what I've found is a lot of people don't have the critical skills for even Googling. Because to find the solution, you have to know the right question to ask Google. And I found that some people don't actually have that skill set, which is interesting. Um, Because you can spend a lot of time Googling because there's so much information out there, especially like, you know, even me, like I sometimes have to open like three or four links to find the right thing when I'm trying to solve something that's just not working. Because inevitably, that is how tech goes. Like it's a bunch of crazy gobbledygook that somehow works out. And sometimes something's just not working. Like right before I got on this call or right before dinner, rather, I was trying to put a product block into a Squarespace page. I'd put in the product, the product wouldn't show up. I I did a hard refresh. I cleared my cookies. I tried it in another browser. I did all the things. It's still not working. Eventually I got a 504 error, which means the Squarespace is having server issues. (laughs) (laughs) Those are the best ones because you're like, I guess it's not my cup of tea because that's on your end. Then I can- Fine, I'll go eat dinner. But those are the types of things. Like I spent a while being like, what did I do wrong? And I didn't do anything wrong. So it's interesting. It is interesting to think about those things and why why we tend to think that we we can't we can't do something. And I would be the first person who would say that something big and um, unfamiliar would be really overwhelming for me. I have a tendency, I have a mm. track record, not just a tendency, a track record of unfinished projects. When I get too overwhelmed in the third grade, I had to write five L reports. I only wrote three. That's only. And then in, when I was a in the 11th grade, I had to do the uh, it was a civics class and we had to do a timeline project. It was like a third of our grade. They gave us like very, very minimal description of what needed to happen. And because it was not structured enough for me, I couldn't do it. Like I just could not <laughs> do it. And I only, I got a C in the class, otherwise would have gotten straight A's. And the teacher still recommended me for honors because he knew that was the only thing that held me back from passing that class. And I had mm-hmm. asked him, like, I, I'd been direct and, like, been like, I need more direction. And he's like, no, this is just it. So, like, wow. I, I, I will be the first <laughs> to admit that I can get overwhelmed with these things. But that doesn't, like, you can take breaks, come back, right? Take a break when you get overwhelmed mm-hmm. with whatever it is and come back. <clears throat> There's also the whole, yeah. the best thing I think about technology is this whole, like, chat forums and stuff. Like, I can find almost any solution to my Squarespace issues in, in Squarespace chat forums, so they have the regular one, they have mm-hmm. circle for like people who build sites. And then there's Facebook groups. Like I pay for a membership where there's a Facebook group filled with mostly women 
building Squarespace sites. Mm-hmm. And the reason mm-hmm. I pay is not just for the Facebook group, but because I also get a whole bunch of custom code snippets that I can use to customize sites. And so like resources mm-hmm. for people who maybe like aren't techie. Cause if you were to put me next to my husband, I'm not techie. Like, and that's not because I'm a woman. It's because I haven't gone and studied how to do code and software and stuff mm-hmm. the way he has. Mm-hmm. I could. And that no, doesn't tell me to. And I, I haven't. haven't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that brings up a point. Um, for me, it's like, because I don't consider myself super techie, but it's not that I'm afraid of tech, but I, I find this balance where it's like, what would be more cost effective for me if I teach myself or get somebody to teach me how to do this and it's something that I'm going to use over and over and over again? Or is it something that I would do once and would it be more cost effective time-wise and financially to outsource it? So I don't actually have to learn that. So right. I think like that's, and that's why I would hire somebody like you, Ellie, to, to do it for me or Monica or Tom or somebody <laughs> like more, way more technical than me. Cause I'm, cause it's, it is like that a cost balance for me when it comes to learning, teaching myself tech or learning in a, another way. And that's something I do talk about quite a lot in my business as a whole is the whole time and money and energy are all like the same thing. This is this triangle and you're always choosing what to invest in and what to spend. And the thing is, is you're right. Time is the one thing you can't get back. You can make more money. You can revitalize your energy, but you like, you do have to think about how you're spending all three of those things really wisely. Yeah, that's a good point. (laughs) I know that Monica and I have definitely had conversations where I'm like, Monica, can you just do it? Or like, can, can you do this? Because it will take me an hour and it will take you like 10 minutes. And she's just like, Oh, well, you do it. And I'm like, no, please. <laughs> and I think you're right. Like that's why I often really advocate with my, when I do Squarespace sites, like, or really most of what I've done in the past, but Squarespace sites now is I build the site out because that's sort of the complicated part is setting it all up. And then everybody gets a course that I've created so they can learn how to modify it themselves. If they need to switch out a photo, they don't need to bother me if they need to do whatever and those kinds of things, because you can learn, but sometimes you're right. Investing in setting up a a Squarespace website, especially if you want any kind of custom customizations done, it can be kind of like, "Mm, definitely not worth my time. I had a friend tell me that it took them six weeks to piece together their Squarespace site because they were like, you know, on all the YouTube things and all the blogs and it took them a while to kind of figure it all out. And get all the things they wanted done. Whereas I could have done, like looking at their side, I could have done it in three hours. This is feeling mm. very relatable right now because I have a domain. I have, Monica has given me WordPress Divi. I've got it all like back end ready to go. And I'm like, how do I actually make this? What do I do? I, I'm even using a template and it looks terrible. What am I t- <laughs> but I'm determined I will do it myself. But I'm like, for flip's sake, this is tough. But that's the, like, it is, it's always a learning curve, but like, it will be easier if you ever, ne- ever need to do it again. And True. I think in the digital entrepreneurship space, like the chances of you needing to do it again are actually relatively high. <laughs> like some say we're, we're always shifting our businesses, modifying our businesses, growing in our business, sometimes creating new businesses, pivoting. Like that's the thing is you need to, that's part of why you need to understand your tech is so you can change things as you change. Mm-hmm. Which I think is one of the reasons why I am determined to do it myself because I'm like, well, <laughs> this is for a little bit of a p- pivot. So let's keep on at it. Mel and Peter both said a few more interesting things. Um, Mel said previously that um, when we talked about the younger generation not being able to um, figure shit out on their own, um, that she always thought the younger generation is a bit smarter, especially girls and women, but sometimes she's wondering how um, they already struggle with the small things. And so that I 
only think about my 16 year old self and I'm like, she wouldn't have figured shit out back then. <laughs> so I give the younger generation a bit more credit than I think it, that, that what it looks like right now, because I think we've all been at a place where also when we were younger, we were like, can everybody just please do this for me? Or, or you get into this change in life where, where then just you make it work. And that's maybe that that's, that's the adulting part in, in, in us all, even though I, I'm not sure how many of you feel very adult. I don't. So, so, so even though I still feel like I'm 18, I know there are things that I am doing that my 16 year old self would be like super impressed with because, wow, that's such an adult thing that you're doing right there. And so, that's maybe just something that with more life experience, there comes more, I don't know, resilience, more, more, more kind of problem solving capability, mm -hmm. if you wanted to call, if you want to call it that. Um, and Beata then also said that um, to what we just previously mentioned, that it also depends on what you actually have in terms of your resources. Some people have no money, but the time others have the money, but no time. Oh, absolutely. So that, according to the triangle that you mentioned before? I think from, from my perspective, a lot of it is my demographic. I mostly work with solo entrepreneur women that are kind of in this cusp of like, they've been running their business for a bit and they've hit this cap and they can't, they can't, they don't really have the bandwidth to properly hire. They might be able to get a VA, but then training that VA seems really overwhelming. I mean, so you need to get it. So in my case, a lot of my job was making them feel like they didn't have to do anything which is overwhelming on as a VA sometimes to be like, I'm just going to do all the things, but they also don't like have, can't grow any further and make any more money. And so that's a lot of what I would do is set up the types of systems that would help people get back some time. So I would do, go in and set up s scheduling software or, you know, um, client onboarding systems and those types of things that made it so that their like day-to-day -day admin was just way easier. Um, and I do that like, personally, not for anybody professionally, but in my own life, I do that all the time too. Like I have a spreadsheet for my meal mm. rota. Like I have a meal rota. I have four, four week rotas of food <laughs> planned out <laughs> all the time. That is so the opposite of me. <laughs> like I'm impressed over yeah. here. I'm like chaos and mayhem. Yay. So what, like There's nothing in the fridge. I will get some food eventually. I think I need to go shopping for two weeks. And I still didn't. So I'm like, yeah, whatever. Cheers. Like, it, it, it takes all types to make the world go round. And I think for me, like it's a lot of things, but like it's partially personality type. And I think it's also partially like coping mechanism for life. Like I don't deal well with disorder. And that's part of my anxiety. And I've learned to create Uber order so that I can, con I feel like I can control things. And I've also had to learn how to like, not feel like I have to control everything. Like it's a, yeah. Um. So I want to hear more about your new business. If you want uh, to take a second um, okay. or, or catch up after, after the podcast. <laughs> I get like, <laughs> so a lot of it is based on this whole idea that women are told over and over again and have internalized quite frequently that they are not capable of running the nitty gritty parts of business. And I think like we've talked about, that's bullshit. And I think also that oftentimes women are told that they, like we talked about briefly, that women are told to run a business like a man. And I think also, I think that's bullshit. Um, and so basically, there are all of these amazing, amazing resources when you're a woman in business for coaching and mindset shifts and um, 
kind of brainstorming and goal setting and all of that. And that's all really, really, really important. But there is almost nothing out there for somebody to peel back the curtain and say, this is exactly how it's done. Like, this is how you do this thing. And I'm going to create that. I have a plan in place. It's going to be called The Capable Collective. I will be starting my own podcast. Nice. <sighs> Scared because I was supposed to have a friend with me on the No, it's and great. Now I have to do it alone. <laughs> but um, so That's it's also great. If you do, you have the structure, you can do mm-hmm. this. <laughs> well, the good thing is, I would always say the good thing about that is I am a really good talker. Can you tell? <laughs> but, Perfect. It's all you need for a podcast. The basics of it are that I think that. The core of it is that women throughout history overall do things as a team. They do things as a network. Children were raised en masse. The community was fed by the women as a team. Why, like, why old wives' remedies for things were taught down and down and down, and t- the, the whole community was taken care of, and secrets were shared, and nobody did anything alone. You didn't give birth without your 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 women there. Like, just everything was done as a team, as a as a like I don't know what the word I'm looking for is as a collective that's the word so I am creating the capable collective and it's going to be a team of women who come together it's going to be seasonal um three months and then a period of rest and then three months and then a period of rest where will be three seasons a year where we get together nice. and hunker down and share everything and I'm planning on hosting most of it in circle because what I like about that is that it's unlike a Facebook group and unlike Slack or anything like that, it is an asynchronous platform, which means you can create a proper database um, that people can go in and find things in later and still be contributing to the community to the conversation, but you don't have to like search way back into the things to find the one you know, that conversation about email marketing, that conversation about email marketing will be like a big subheader that people will be commenting underneath at any time. Mm-hmm. And so it's really still in like relatively early days. I've got a really basic website. It's not up yet. <laughs> I've got spent part of my morning <laughs> trying to figure out podcast music, which is like a whole world of itself. Got really lost into the rabbit hole for that today. Um, but the I'm really passionate about it. I was I definitely already cried about it today because if I'm not between a four and a seven on the scale of something when I'm passionate or sad or like uh, the four or seven on the emotional scale, I'm crying. So I can be too sad, too excited, too angry, too passionate. And that's what I had to like come to grips with too because I would I can be having like a really professional conversation, but if it means a lot to me, I'm crying. Like <laughs> But um, but I also got that on both sides. My dad and my mom both cry at the drop of a hat. Like I had no hope, no hope. Um, <laughs> Amazing. So yeah, that's I'm creating that, and it's kind of started off right now as the really basics um, in my Tech Tuesday group, which I'll probably be renaming as like the Capable Collective 1.0. Um, and so we meet twice a month on Zoom calls and we chat about any issues you're having with your tech and your business or in your life and um, kind of what people are using for solutions. If there's something, you know, I you can submit your questions in advance if they're challenging and that way I can go and research them and come back to you. Um, and then there's also a Facebook group for some support in between calls. So yeah. Uh, pretty nice. cool and i've got a lot of plans still to do to make it happen but i'm hoping to have like the full thing in fruition uh, the podcast by the end of the year and the rest of it probably spring i don't know maybe earlier but definitely by spring 
Amazing. That sounds amazing. No, I'm really excited. And I definitely want to pick your brain and hear more about it as you go. So um, (laughs) yeah, keep in touch with me about that. Um, Now, Ellie, we normally ask like the question about what advice would you give young kids interested in getting involved in this? But I'm going to switch it up. What advice would you give women hesitant to even start learning about tech to to start embracing the the easiest tech they can in their life? So... I'd say pick your most time-consuming problem in your life or your business and then ask a few people that you know are running a business if they have a solution, people you trust, so it doesn't feel big or scary. You can also, you know, of course, Google it. Um, I think that sometimes the best places to find those types of solutions is actually like blogs, um, but not any blogs, blogs, like I really like as a kind of ops professional, that's what I would call myself as like sometimes um, would be like Zapier's blog, because they'll say, here are the top apps that handle this problem. And you can kind of see what people are using. Um, but I think that I always I'd tell people like, don't feel like you have to jump in like the full on deep end at first, because there's a lot of things you could do. Pick the thing that's taking up the most of your time and find a tech solution to solve it. Um, the other thing that you can do is I have a freebie on my website. (laughs) Um, it is a Trello board. It's just a free Trello board filled with like my blog posts that include my top favorite things, systems for onboarding clients, offboarding clients, getting testimonials filled with templates I've created. Essentially, I poured everything from my days as a tech VA that I don't really get to do with people anymore into a Trello board that's really organized. So you can say, that's my problem. I'm going to fix that. And you don't have to like dive into the whole thing if you don't want. Oh, I love nice. that. I'm actually, I'll probably check that out because I don't think I've seen that. <laughs> so I'll check that out because it's always good to see those kind of solutions for your business. Um, so thank you so much, Ellie, for this conversation. I had a lot of fun. Um, Me too. Same. It's always fun to talk about the things you're really passionate about with other people that get it. Like, it's awesome. It's so good. So good. It was great. Um, tell our listeners where they can find you and learn more about you and your business. So the only social media I really properly use is Instagram and that's at calibrated concepts. And then my website is calibratedconcepts.com and that has a blog and such as well. Um, and some fun freebies and resources for you. If you can't spell calibrated concepts, don't feel bad. My husband can't even spell it. Um, and so I'll have it all in the show notes anyway. <laughs> you can also go to elliemcbride.com and that is the same thing. <laughs> Perfect. Fantastic. Well, being thanks so much. Thank you thanks so much for having me. This has been so much fun. So thanks so much for doing this with us. It was a great fun. It was. It was so good. Seeing other people doing the same similar stuff and yeah, it's great. Oh, I'll have to like hang out and I maybe maybe I'll have you on my podcast once I get it going sounds good oh always so see you again for another amazing episode next week bye if you like this episode of Geek Caring why not leave us an iTunes review you can also find us on social at Geek Caring and over on geekcaring.com This show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com.